0: welcome to here come the sequels a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one
1: movie at a time i'm tyler and i'm off the deep end watch as i dive in i'll never meet the ground crash through the surface where they can't hurt us we're far from the shallow now breaking news um we're not far from the shallow now um they can hurt us because we still have to watch fantastic beasts the crimes of grindelwald i mean i'm alex something something jk rowling controversy something something plot plot twist plot twist uh uh why is johnny depp in this movie
0: this week, we're talking about Honor, Majesty's Secret Service, which has nothing to do with Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Do, does it, though? <laughs> They're both British. This week, we're talking about Honor, <laughs> Majesty's Secret Service, which has a little bit to do with Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Thank you. Thank you for feeding into my terrible jokes. Anyways. We're <laughs> little, known, little known fact, uh, George Lazenby is uh, Johnny Depp's stage name.
1: I buy it. Now I'm just imagining George Lazenby, but 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 sixties uh, era and he's got this the white hair and the messed up eye. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which is the sixth film in the official James Bond series, directed by Peter Hunt from nineteen sixty nine. It has an 81% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. And for those of you at home keeping count, thus far for the critic scores, it is the second lowest. And the audience score is a 64% uh, score, which is, yes, it is the lowest of of the, the Bond films thus far in the series. Um... But apparently we, we're we not supposed to rely on the audience scores anymore. Not like we ever did because uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel went and broke everything. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Just like The Last Jedi. Even though they're both fine. Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about Honor Majesty's uh, this name is too long? Just you, like you the movie.
0: Made, you, made the name, you made the name longer.
1: Correct. It's three words. It's actually four words. Five? I'm Tyler, a visual learner, okay? Tyler's had a few too many vodka <laughs> martinis tonight, okay? He was trying to prepare stirred and shaken. Anyways. Um, you were saying?
0: Funny Bond joke. Uh my favorite uh thing about this movie is my best thing, I guess, is the official nomenclature. Correct. <laughs> um Thank you for sticking to our high standards would probably be the the fact that this movie actually looks relatively modern um in in the sense of the the way that it's shot i mean i i'm we've talked before about the fact that we are not filming professionals we did not go to film school or have an advanced degree in any of that, or do any any significant studies in that? Our but education is
1: purely YouTube video essays, accurate. <laughs> Which you know what? What else do you need? And I guess um, you know, like behind the scenes special features sure, on like Lord sure. of the Rings stuff like that. But like we watch we watch we watch a lot of movies, and the majority of them
0: are from after two thousand. Um, this is true. this is true. Maybe not. Maybe not the majority, but I, of... I
1: would probably say the majority.
0: Yeah. Um we did watch the entire MCU. So the, um, the reason I bring that up is because this movie, I think generally you can tell that the, they are going for a style that is not necessarily in vogue at the time. Um, they are trying to kind of make it look very, very crisp and clean and the, the, the lighting and the depth is a lot more, Cinematic, uh, I think, is the best word for it. Uh, yeah. Which is weird because it's a weird thing to apply to be like this movie is good because it's cinematic, but like it does look more cinematic, uh, and, and maybe that's just in general more in the style of today's movies. Uh, it's still got a long way to go, go, yeah. but it looks more like uh, something we'd see today. And I, I think, generally because of that, the the movie is easier to watch to to some extent. Um, it's easier to to get into a little. Uh, it kind of—I mean, we we kind of took a step forward with with Thunderball, and then uh, several steps back with uh, You Only Live Twice. In that regard, where Thunderball felt like we were, were starting to get to a, a more like what you'd think of when you think of an action movie, yeah. Uh, in terms of the way it's shot and the way it's it's directed and and the lighting and everything, uh, this one feels like we're we're stepping closer. Um, so I I definitely have to have to give it that. Mm-hmm. Um. I could choose from several worse things.
1: <laughs> now, now, just to reiterate, um, for those of you who didn't listen to the previous episode, You Only Live Twice, we both absolutely hated that movie. Um, yeah. We both gave it Fs. I'm pretty sure that is my least favorite James Bond movie, at least at this point, now that I'm sure. thinking about them all. Um, so yeah, just, just so so people bear that in mind. Sure. <laughs>
0: um... I think my worst thing is i mean i I almost want to say the handling of uh i don't even remember her name in the movie or the actresss name Al- Alina uh from from Game of Thrones, but now she's very young
1: and it's confusing <laughs> and it's confusing Diana Rigg plays Tracy.
0: Yeah. Uh she she's a good actress. You can tell in this movie that she's a good actress. They they give her some good stuff to do. Uh but they also only give her about like 20 minutes of screen time. Um and the way they handle her relationship with Bond and like the way Bond is specifically supposed to feel about her, I think is is pretty it just they they don't do a good job of tracking all of that. And they're trying. They're trying more than than some of the pre- most of the previous ones. I think.
1: Honestly, in terms of ambition, I think this one is trying the hardest of all of them.
0: Yeah, it's it's really trying to be.
1: That doesn't I mean, mean it's the best. It's not, but this is but it's by trying.
0: far the closest to the Daniel Craig, uh, specifically. I mean, Casino Royale would probably be the the comparison here, uh, in just in terms of. I mean, obviously, there there are set pieces that are more related to Spectre. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what they're going for with trying to get bond some more character, trying to to do some some more stuff with that, I think this right. is the closest to that by far so far.
1: I agree. F minus. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, on that note, I'll probably just say Diana Riggs just my the best thing about the movie. Okay. Which I I agree with you. They Mishandling might be an extreme word, but but they they don't treat the Bond Tracy relationship with the best care. Yeah, um, but she's wonderful. Uh, if she had more screen time, she would definitely be probably second best of all the Bond girls. Going back to Casino Royale, because Vesper's Vesper is the best. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even at this point, considering best kind of, per yes. Kind of considering the the lack of screen time, I think probably up to, the movies we've reviewed thus far, the first six Bond movies, Pussy Glore is probably still the best. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, they tried. They tried. <laughs> um, well, it's just interesting because she feels like a fully fleshed out character considering the such you know the, the small amount of screen time that she really gets in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she feels like a fully fledged character. It's just more the relationship with Bond that kind of is yes. very shaky.
0: And the lack of screen time.
1: Yes. Um, and we, I should probably bring this up more when we're talking about Lazenby and how we feel about him. But uh, apparently, Diana Rigg, she's kind of had conflicting statements on working with him and why mm-hmm. she specifically was brought onto the movie. And uh kind of either right before shooting or during shooting she was like oh i think they brought me on you know to, to work with Lazenby because he's just like really new and he's really excited and he's got all this energy and passion cuz he's, he's he's he doesn't have the experience and that's going to be fun to play off of right um and then later they asked her about it and she said yeah he had absolutely no experience and they need someone experienced to help him with with some of the more emotionally heavy scenes good <laughs> i don't know just some (laughs) extra fun facts i don't know um my worst thing also tied into kind of what you've covered with your your best thing um this movie is a very mixed bag technically speaking yeah because there's some really beautiful cinematography i love the way the movie looks for the most part and I this might be more of a problem in terms of editing than anything else, but I just feel there's just tons of rear-screen projection, and we've discussed that in the other movies, but I feel like it's really extreme here um, because you have, like, the skiing sequence and you have the bobsled chase at the end, and the, there's a lot of really beautifully shot moments within these chase sequences... Mm -hmm. But then it keeps having these close-ups of the actors with terrible rear screen projection behind them and it's it's the most distracting i think it's ever been in the series um because they keep cutting back to it 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 would be fine if it was like mostly just stunt doubles stunt doubles wide shots we can't really tell what's going on then maybe a couple of of close-ups during the chases where it's like oh it's rear screen projection that's fine okay fine whatever um, but they keep cutting back to it. They keep harping mm-hmm. on it, and it just it bothers me so much. Um, and then also there's a lot of sped-up footage uh, There's in a lot of the action sequences. Yes. Pretty much whenever a car is involved, at some point the footage is sped up. Or um, a person. Or a person. Um. There's weird cuts <laughs> and fight scenes where just like... Somebody looks like they're halfway through a punch, and then it just like cuts to them being flipped over a table. Like, yeah, it's they just like bizarre.
0: They didn't. It's almost like they didn't shoot enough coverage of the action scene yeah. or of the of the movements. Right. Like they didn't realize that they couldn't cut in a certain way, or <clears throat> they and they thought it was going to merge better.
1: As much as I love how the final kind of attack on Peace Gloria looks, mm-hmm. it's terribly edited there's a wide shot where you see Bond and he's starting to, to like, because there's a cool move where he gets on the, sort of, the icy ground and he starts to yeah. slide across it. You see, the, like, there's the beginning of the, the fight, the, the helicopter lands, and there's a wide shot where you see him start to do it. Then it cuts to Tracy's doing her fight, there's more mm-hmm. gunfire around, like, another 30 seconds of that. And then it shows, like, like another shot of, okay, now Bond's starting to do the slide and, the you know, he's taking people out. Yeah. I'm like this, there, ah, this just doesn't
0: work. <clears throat> there's another. There's also they they kick in the Bond theme during that. Yes, and, and it's, uh, it's. I mean, it's it's weird. like oh, we got the we got the Bond theme, great, but they don't sync it up well at all. Yeah. No, it kind of just uh, there. There's no momentum to the 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 editing and everything. Yeah. Um, it is really weird how hard, like, kind of what I was mentioning, how hard they're trying to be, the kind of movie that you would see today, yeah. or the, maybe not today, maybe you know. Dial it back a little bit, but um, <clears throat> there it, you can tell that you can see the underpinnings of of kind of experimenting with more modern action styles. Yeah, uh, but there's just a lot that they mess up.
1: <laughs> yeah, and j- just so everybody's clear, Peter Hunt was the editor on all the previous Bond movies, so we have the editor kind of being um, promoted to the director's mm-hmm. position. Um, you'd think the editing would be better. <laughs> 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 I don't know uh, Harsh So there's kind of two ways we could go about this We could go about the general plot and, and, and by that I mean sort of the two main plots of this movie And how they don't really connect that well Or we could talk about right. Lazenby Your choice, Tyler Let's talk about Lazenby Why did you say his name like that? That's. Uh, it sounded like you, you got something against him
0: more like Lazy NB oh my
1: god he's fine I, yeah okay. he's pretty good <laughs> how how does he how does he stack up against well you know he's not as good as Daniel Craig uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and speak for you um, uh, how, how does he rank up in terms of bonds so far because ter- you've only seen Blazing B, so, Daniel Craig and Sean Connery so
0: for me it would be it would be Daniel Craig Sean Connery George Lazenby and then Daniel Craig from Quantum of Solace. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, Daniel yeah, Craig no, they... is not the problem with Quantum <laughs> of Solace, and no, or... so you know it. <laughs> uh, he no, he's he's definitely a three. Um, he's definitely at the bottom of the list. But it's uh, not Lazenby fair. Is.
1: It's not fair to stack like like. Every... He got one movie. I mean, well, you, well, you, everybody has these lists of ranking all the Bond actors. Who's the best? Who's the worst? And then everybody just puts Lazenby at the bottom, and it's like, he got one movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But that, uh, that I'm just saying, I And it's not even like, Like, at the time, people respected this movie, because the next movie pretty much just ignores this one. Like, they immediately um, went back to Sean Connery, because this movie didn't do so well.
0: I mean, Sean Connery, I think, immediately captured my interest more, Um, and I think Daniel Craig did as well. I would say both of them did more in their one appearance, and... You could argue part of that is maybe the writing and everything, but I, I, I do kind of feel. I mean, I don't have any problems with with I, yeah. don't, I don't think any of the guys we've seen so far have been bad actors. Um, I, I just think that he is he doesn't have as much personality as either of the others. He, he doesn't have the depth of Craig. He doesn't have the kind of charisma of of Connery. Yeah, um, and so he's he's kind of stuck in the middle.
1: Uh, yeah, I I don't think he's bad by any means. Uh, like you said, like he's kind of bland. Mm. um i like his voice i think he's got a yes. pretty distinct yep. voice and I, i'm not sure how much of it is dubbed or not um if it's dubbed it's it's by him but like he's an australian actor or he yeah. was an australian male model that kind of uh ended up with the role magically through through a right. bunch of coincidences and happenstance uh basically he just showed up to uh the producer's office wearing a bond suit and he just kind of weaseled his way in sure, and they just sure. saw him as one does as one does uh. uh
0: and i i will say he does a fairly good job of evoking sean connery i think yeah uh, in the role
1: uh if you were to tell me hey this is supposed to be in the in continuity with the other yes. bond movies which for the most part it's trying to tell you it is until we get to blofeld um I buy it it's not that distracting to me right yeah and at the time you know think about it they didn't know if recasting was gonna work and mm-hmm. for this one you know at the time it didn't work yep and who knows how much of that is is, is just like the, the poor reception that the movie got when it came out uh, versus uh, George Lazenby's weird hippie friends telling him that Bond was going to die out early in the 70s and that he should call it quits yeah. <laughs> after just the one, <laughs> um, apparently Lazenby's... From, from what I've understood and some of the research I've done, he he wasn't very professional in how he behaved, uh-huh. um, both on set and off. So maybe sure. he maybe he didn't deserve to play Bond more <laughs> than once. I don't know. Um, but the performance in the movie, I it's it's a fine starting point. Um, it is kind of strange that the first time we really get we're trying to get heavy emotions from bond is the one where we cast the australian mel model sure. <laughs> these but, movies but have been P-
0: nothing if not perfectly well handled yes in terms of correct emotion. correct so.
1: um but it's it's just strange because i i know a lot of people are like wow could you imagine if sean connery had done honor majesty secret service could you imagine how well yeah. that movie would have turned out and i'm like <laughs> i don't think it would have made no, that I much of a difference think. really yeah. Especially
0: um, not if you have Connery coming off of You Only Live Twice. Yes. Like it would have been like, that I don't care about just any just the of worst.
1: This. Well, the funny part is there's interviews with him where he says, like, Bond's not that hard a character to play. Like, there's not that much to him. And and the first one they do after he quits is they try to give him more dimension. It's just bizarre to me. I don't really understand kind of the process. I don't, I don't know if it, it, they were trying to spite him or what. Um... Just so everybody knows, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is one of the few Fleming novels I have yet to read. Um, My Mm -hmm. understanding is that they purposely tried to make it more faithful to the book when compared to, particularly, You Only Live Twice. Um, Right. Hey, that movie's not close to the book, and it sucks. Go figure. Uh, Ah... (laughs) uh i really however want to know, could we have foreseen this i really want to know how much of the romance, like how that plays out in the book in terms of how much more or less it gets fleshed out versus mm. the overall specter plot because those two items do not weave very well in this movie tyler mm-hmm. i've just done a segue talk about the plot Woo! plots uh yeah so
0: <laughs> there's uh the bond and he, I forget how this movie starts. Um, he, Bond's he meets...
1: just like driving around, and this... oh
0: yeah, he 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 stops Tracy from throwing herself into the ocean. So that's that's a good that's a good thing. Good start.
1: start. I, I'm not a big fan of of the ones where Bond just stumbles across something. Yeah, like it happens yeah. in Thunderball as well, where where it's not just oh he received a mission, um, right. And that's one thing I, I actually preferred with the Goldfinger movie as opposed to the book, because the book is just kind of like he stumbles across Goldfinger through coincidence. Um, right. I don't like when that happens. I prefer when M just assigns him a mission, because it just seems weird that he's Bond just <laughs> runs into these crazy adventures. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So,
0: so Bond finds finds her, and then she drives off. In his car to drive to her
1: car to drive off? Well, you're missing, like, the whole part of that scene.
0: Yeah, he fights some guys.
1: It, well, she's trying to drown herself. That's, that's... I
0: said she was trying to throw herself into the ocean.
1: Okay, I missed that part. That's <laughs> fine. You gotta keep up. You gotta keep up. We're having some lag issues. It's fine.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> having some paying attention
1: issues. Oh, oh, I didn't mean computer lag. I mean mind lag. Oh. Oh. I see. Um... This never happened to the other fellow. <laughs> we need to talk about that line and just overall continuity with this movie. But anyways, yeah, we'll, continue. We'll
0: put a pin in that. Um and so he, he ends up it turns out, oh no, Blofeld's doing stuff. Um <laughs> You just
1: And You're and, you're just skipping huge swaths of this movie.
0: Accurate. <laughs> and uh and then Bond's like, I need to I need to take down Blofeld. Um and and then he's like uh the, the m's like no you're you're too close bond you're, you're you're you know you're the best agent we got but you're you you i don't know whatever the rant is um it's it's the prototype of the uh the the uh rogue cop um rogue cop versus the sheriff well the issue is the he, police
1: chief it, it's apparently been two years since right, the right, yeah, you only live twice yeah. and he says you've had two years on operation bedlam and you haven't found anything of blowfeld yeah. or specter so he takes bond off the case and,
0: and so bond's like i'm gonna quit and then money penny's like "Eh, no you're not and then two weeks she, leave. yeah she gets him two weeks leave and so then he's like well Which i guess nice i'm gonna go I,
1: I guess i'm i like when money penny kind of interjects herself into the plot that's that's nice
0: and you're right, right and so and so um he's like alright I guess I'm gonna go spend two weeks in a Louis Armstrong montage with uh,
1: Tracy because previously he had been offered a deal by her father who's apparently in charge of like the biggest criminal organization on the planet next to Spectre um, to to marry his daughter in return for information about Spectre
0: for information
1: like I said there's huge coincidences (laughs) I don't like the happenstance uh,
0: and so then uh, he ends up going to, go, going after the the guy who does heraldry. Um, and goes and talks to that dude, who is apparently going to go visit Blofeld. Um,
1: well, he's not sure it's Blofeld yet. Help help it, Blofeld it, with his heraldry. It's it's Count de Blochamp. He's trying <laughs> to improve or uh, confirm his ancestry.
0: Sure, sure. And then he goes, and he goes to to uh,
1: the Swiss Alps or whatever. Yeah. And. Um, and then and for the goes... next forty five minutes, he just kind of. Does stuff in the Swiss Alps with 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 the girls that are there, and he he has sex with multiple girls.
0: You you, I remember the first time you showed me this, the and we'll get into why I was upset about this, but I was <laughs> upset about the fact that Bond just seems. I mean, I, we can go into address it here I, quickly, I guess. The fact that Bond just like seems completely obsessed with these two girls after like supposedly he's fallen in love with Tracy and all that stuff, um, and Bond Bond's just. Easily going to, to fall fall for them, and so like it happens once. I have once. a
1: semi defense for no, this. No, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, it, getting and there. I'm, I'm going saying, to it's address it and thing. deny
0: it in the same sentence. Okay. Um. And so he he goes and he's he's got the one girl and he's trying to get information from the one girl, uh, while he's pretending to be. It's it's actually pretty great because he's being dubbed by the dude who was the actual her- heraldry professor actor guy. Yes. And so um, Bond's like,
1: Sir Hillary Bray. Yeah
0: yeah and it's 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 a very interesting it's the dubbing is well done i guess uh and and, but it's it's just funny to imagine him like putting on this completely different voice call Um, me hilly yeah yeah that's that's bizarre extremely strange uh all the girls immediately want to 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 have the sex with him
1: even though they think he's gay
0: yes that too and so he sleeps with one of the girls and he's like ah yes uh i'm getting information and he's he does get information he probably didn't need to sleep with her to get the information but he does get the information Bond doesn't know how to do nothing else I get it Um, and then he immediately goes and sleeps with another like you were you were kind of you were like well you know he's trying to get the information from her then he immediately turns around and sleeps with one of the other girls yeah and says the exact same lines to her to convince her to to sleep with him and everything yeah
1: your message was it was a, a vision and so are you or whatever he says <laughs> yeah. he says that to the, um, oh god yeah and it's like Blofeld's every time like, i tried to throw up a, a, a defense of this movie like 30 seconds later it, it had <laughs> to just make me eat my words
0: so then so then felt like hey man you're not a heraldry expert and then Bond's like, why didn't you say that 45 minutes ago before we spent all this plot on it? And um, and then Blofeld, uh, I forget what he does. Or he throws Bond, doesn't he throw Bond in the uh, cable area at that point?
1: Yeah, even though he should just kill him because... He should just kill Bond. It's not as bad as uh, You Only Live Twice, where he's Blofeld is literally yes. escorting him to gunpoint, like across the whole base, and then he tries to shoot him. Yeah.
0: Um, it's not that bad. Blofeld, but... Blofeld is still a joke in this. Um the actor's pretty good.
1: Yeah, Telly um, Savalas. Um overall I think he's the best Blofeld, but once again he doesn't get that much to do and he's kind of just played like an idiot.
0: Yeah, because so, uh,
1: I think he... at some I think after Goldfinger they just forgot how to write villains. Yeah. Unless their name is Fiona Volpe, but then you have to kill her halfway through the movie, so <laughs> what's the point?
0: Um yeah they 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 throw he has bond thrown in like the cable operation room mechanic room the mechanical room for the the cable cable car uh up and down the mountain and so there's a pretty a pretty nice little scene i actually think it's a pretty effective little scene where he uh gets himself he, he he tries a couple times and he manages to get himself uh onto the railing and then eventually gets to the cable car
1: it's mostly good, except for those weird zoom-ins where they speed up the footage and they're sure. just, like, shaking the camera wildly sure, and George sure, Lazenby's yeah. supposed to be freaking out, even though it's like, oh, I bet he was just hanging on to the rope and, and they, they just, like, shake the camera! Yeah. Act like yeah. you're about to die, even though you're fine! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very um, bizarre.
0: So you're telling me they should have put him in real life-threatening danger.
1: George Lazenby brags about how much of how how willing he was to do like his own stunts and get into fights <laughs> and stuff. So, the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> uh He's a man's man, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and Bond he gets down the cable car um he gets back to the base from the cable car. Um and then he starts skiing. Um Oh, yeah,
1: because, yeah, he's trying to escape through using the cable car, but then he has to come back up. Because the cable car is going up. But then he gets to the ski. Point being, beautifully shot as most of this is, it takes too long. Where's Tracy? She's the only interesting part of this movie. He He finally gets to the skis. Gets into a ski chase looks pretty cool shot day for night but whatever but, but, but There's have, rear screen the, projection so, it's a
0: nightmare the the the, whatever. the the main issue i have with the skiing thing cuz there's the first of all the chase is just not very good um there there's some decent shots uh that are big wide shots that are pretty good but aside from that a lot of the close up action is is rough yes um
1: cuz the rear screen
0: projection and then and then Blofeld starts skiing after him as well and i'm like why is this guy not having his henchmen do this for him? Yeah. Like what, what, what is he going to do that his henchman, like he's not, he's not like a particularly fit man. No, it's, it's almost like a Sunday morning or Saturday morning cartoon is sort of the vibe it gives me of like a, a Scooby-Doo villain chasing them down the, chasing the gang down the mountain. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I he do. gets to the I, bottom.
1: I don't know. I kind of like a Blofeld that gets his hands dirty, but not in but, that. But not in only that way. if it's towards the end of the movie and he's well, clearly losing, and then he joins the fight. Like not, not when he has all these resources. If they played
0: Blofeld like Kingpin, yeah, uh, the the Spider-Man Daredevil villain, um, then that'd be cool. If he, if he's kind of a strong man, like he 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 was a reserve guy, like he he. he you know, did not lash out much, but when he gets angry, he you can he can bust your head in with a car door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but instead, he's just like a regular dude, and he's like, I'm gonna ski down the mountain after this guy, and he looks kind of dumb in the goggles, and it's like, I I don't know why we're doing any of this. And then uh, there's a pretty great moment where Bond gets to the bottom, and he chucks a guy off, and it's it's lovely. And then I th- I think is he, he he throws one guy off, and then another guy comes skiing past him, and goes flying off the mountain. Well right. one
1: of them, one of them he grabs one of his his uh, skis and he hits the guy as he's jumping up on the hill. Yeah. And then he falls oh, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a horrible wide shot where they just show this it's dummy. Absolutely. You can see it hit the dummy's arms just flailing wildly and then you see it hit the ground. They don't even cut away.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very strange. It's I have, magical. I have a weird obsession with with Henchmen falling off things. Um, That is one of my like my my favorite things in any video game. Is like can can you shoot a guy such that he will he will then fall or like like stab a guy such that he will then fall off a massive cliff. Yeah. Uh, That's always that's always like an instant letter grade plus in my book for video games. Bonus points if Um, they
1: add in a sound effect where he's screaming as he falls and you hear the echo. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why that. It's, it's just very a very specific thing that I'm like, yes! Yeah. Kill him! Drop to his death! Um, then Bond somehow gets down the rest of the mountain, even though he's like at the top of a thousand foot cliff. Uh, yeah, it
1: shows him looking at the little town. Um, and which, by the there. way, once again, this scene is edited poorly because you see towards the end of the ski chase that it's clearly starting. The sun is up. Like, And, and I know they're shooting day for night, but there are shots where it's like, i could practically see the sun <laughs> but then the very no, next that's, that's scene he's the in the town and it's, it's it's like pitch black at night yes uh, maybe it just took him that long you don't know maybe it just took him that long see uh, see that's that's the thing that's why that it, it's like bruce is showing back up to gotham we just we didn't need a scene yeah in and dark night uh, rises i mean i i realized i only gave half context for that I'm not making any sense with the words I'm saying. It's fine. So
0: then, so then Tracy shows up and she's like, "Come with me if you want to live." <laughs> Bud's like, "All right, sounds good." Um, and and then they get they get away. Uh, there's a, there's no, a nice... I want to
1: dump that scene, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger going, "Come with me if you want to live," <laughs> but it's her.
0: Um, and and there's a nice there's a nice little car chase, I guess. Oh, that's great. Uh, I like and the they get into a chase. It's yeah, fun. they get into they're gonna do a little little chase and they're
1: Tracy's got some skills.
0: Multiple people probably die horribly that are just innocent bystanders, it's fine. Probably. Um
1: and then they get away. And There's then a car they, that blows up at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where the car clearly shouldn't be blowing up when <laughs> yes. it is. Yes. Uh and they, they get to like a barn. Yeah, it's like an abandoned barn out in the middle of the snow. It's, and it's a, it's a snowstorm, so Spectre can't track them for the night. And there's a genuinely nice little scene
0: uh, between Bond and Tracy. <clears throat> if and, and it would be a lot nicer if he hadn't just had sex with two other women uh, casually. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, they, they get on another ski chase. And then Blofeld causes an avalanche with a flare which whatever physics it's fine um and then they both get caught in the avalanche and then there's this it, there's just a cut where where they show they show tracy getting dragged away by blofeld's henchmen and they don't and even bother
1: to look for bond or anything yeah like, and then like bond somehow just... blofeld i don't understand his thinking once again blofeld in these movies is a moron he he is able to spot tracy somehow and she's like half covered in snow and he goes right bond must be dead go grab the girl and i'm like <laughs> he could literally be like five feet from her under some snow like maybe just yeah. just do a little like a 50 meter spread maybe we'll just look around for yeah. for a couple minutes because we've got the time because you know we're specter yeah but uh nah, um, bond just gets away and then he just goes back to london <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just goes back
0: to it's just a cut, and he's back in London, and it's like, wait, did we? What, Bond bon didn't try to do anything? He just he just gave up. <laughs> yeah, and then M is like, "You're too close again." And then no, uh, no, he
1: he's like that. They I've been given my orders. No, 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 not no I'm, to do I'm, I'm aware. Come yeah, on. I'm I'm aware. Of the
0: actual the actual logic is like, uh, that they they're handling it or whatever, and Bond's like, "Well, what about what about this girl?" Was kind of, kind of liked her. Kind of was maybe gonna marry her. Can we, can we go back hurt for her? And he's like, nah. And so then Bond works with uh, his future father in law, um, future ex father in law, uh, to, <laughs> to go what's, on a helicopter. What's,
1: what's Draco's reaction after the end of this movie? I want that after credit scene. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, is I believe. Correct me if I am wrong. Is this our first instance of Bond going rogue?
0: Yes, and I was very excited about it. I pointed it out while we were watching. Yes, um, the first of of many. The first of many Roganings. I'm very excited. It's funny we, how <clears throat> we have come to the beginning.
1: Well, it's, it's funny how, like, License to Kill, the second Timothy Dalton movie, they made a big deal of like he's going rogue. He's he's on the hunt. It's like he he can't be stopped, and he's not Ethan working for his hunt. government anymore. I'm like, you guys did that back in 1969. <laughs> It was twenty years ago.
0: Yeah, um, and he goes to he goes to the the place in the helicopters. Yeah, and um, then then they they blow up the place and stuff, and then there's a bobsled chase with Blofeld,
1: which is half cool and half ridiculous.
0: <laughs> and then Blofeld like breaks his neck on a tree, but he's fine. And Bond uh, yeah. leaves.
1: Blofeld gets impaled on a tree. I believe a
0: bobsled explodes at some point.
1: No, a bobsled does not explode. Or a grenade
0: explodes under a bobsled. Yes, correct. Um, Bond, Bond gets thrown
1: off the bobsled by the grenade. By the that grenade did not kill him. A dog shows up because there's a house nearby for some yeah. reason. Even though I thought that Blofeld had like the whole mountain to himself. I don't very know. Very fast bobsleds. I don't know what's happening.
0: Bonds in. Uh, England by this point
1: (laughs) you think if Blofeld had a a broken neck or some kind of spinal issue he wouldn't be able to get far but then the next scene is just the wedding and uh (laughs) Blofeld got away what happened how'd he get (laughs) away it's terrible so the plot ain't worth much and and if you'll notice uh Tracy was gone for most of that and the emotional crux of the movie is spoilers She gets shot at the end right after they leave their wedding. Yeah. And that's a powerful ending. I like that ending quite a bit. What came
0: before did
1: not... (laughs) No, 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 no. It's all in that final scene. The acting between the two of them really pays off yes Um, that is pretty good they do have good chemistry well just lazenby's acting like when he's holding her when that that guy drives by and he's like oh no 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 it's it's all right really we have all the time in the world and he's starting to break down um then it just cuts to the bullet hole in the car lingers there for five seconds as, (laughs) as the score fades out and then the Bond theme just starts playing as bombastic as it can. It's the most jarring thing. It's bizarre.
0: Murdering evil guys. Murdering evil guys. Murdering
1: evil. <laughs> also just the image of not just Irma Bunt drive, Like, she's the one shooting the machine gun at, at, at their car, which yes. is already ridiculous enough because... A Bunch just been a lady that walks around and says menacing things sometimes she's <laughs> completely gone in that final act by the way <laughs> like she's not in the final fight so I don't know what she's doing I don't know why the, why it has to be her and then there's a, there's one shot of Blowfell driving the car and he has a neck brace and it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> um, so continuity oh yeah well, let's get back to the plot first um. <laughs> Let's not. Well, we didn't actually say what Spectre's trying to achieve in this one. Yeah. So the, the clinic that they have up in Peace Gloria in the Swiss Alps is supposed to cure these these girls of of these illnesses they have. Like one of them's basically different allergies. Like one of them's allergic yeah. to chickens. You know, various things. But it's it, it's actually like a hypnotic mind control thing, where they're actually sleeper agents that are going to disperse these. This chemical that can wipe out like whole crops based so,
0: on it's like a chemical devised from their allergies or something, yes, like, something like, something, like something, on,
1: something like that. Basically, like it can specifically target they, a crop and not affect anything else.
0: And they call it like weapon omega, yes. And we're, we're it's like the way they treat it, we're supposed to know what that is, or like the bond immediately knows what that is, and it's very strange.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't bond like. Blofeld says Weapon Omega and doesn't Bond immediately jump to... Wait, yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, it's or so, there's some, There's a weird conversation. Once, once again, we have a situation where Blofeld just spells out everything to Bond. And I need Seth Green from Austin Powers to walk in and say, I've got a gun in my room. Give me five seconds. I can go grab it. We can shoot him right here. <laughs> yeah. Um... I really need to get to this book because i need to find out if it's this bizarre sure sure um because it is trying to be more emotionally heavy it's trying to have bond grapple with do i want to actually settle down with this girl or do i want to you know keep my bachelor lifestyle and keep doing missions because that's what i've, yeah. I've done it's what i've always done um but then we have the issue of him sleeping with the girls Um uh, yeah so my, my thinking on this is, and this gets, this gets a little confused with, with the, the, uh, montage that's supposed to happen over the two weeks that he's on, on leave, uh, -hmm. where, where they're playing the Louis Armstrong song all the time in the world, which is, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Um, deserves better than, than half of this movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh, he sleeps with the girls, and it's like, oh, it. I guess he's 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 just treating Tracy like any other Bond girl, like she's disposable, she's whatever. Like he had a nice couple weeks with her, but whatever, it's fine. Um, I really think the turn is supposed to be when she saves him at the the little ice sure. town, uh, because. The, it has happened in Bond movies before, where the Bond girl has kind of been the one to save the day. Like, Pussy Galore does kind of save the day in Goldfinger. Right. Um, or at least, she, you know, she's instrumental in helping. And then Domino kills Largo at the end of Thunderball. Um, but this is the first one where it's like, oh, Bond's like... He's got nowhere to go. He's completely helpless. I really like how Lazenby plays the scene. I don't think they set it up well enough... Cause it's supposed to be the these these Spectre agents are closing in on him in this town, and all he can do is sit there in a corner, try and put his collar up, and just try and hide. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, this is this is kind of it." And I kind of like that as a moment. Yeah. But we don't sit with it. We don't set it up well. But then Tracy shows up, and it's great. And Bond's like, "All right, you're the one for me. Let's get married." And I'm like, "Yep." This shouldn't be working for me, but somehow, despite everything else, it kind of is. I don't know. Like I said, mixed bag. Sure. Very mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> one thing that you mentioned, uh, considering how how kind of poorly they, they treat Tracy in this movie, mm-hmm. they, they literally punch her out of the third act. Yep. <laughs> because bond starts chasing after blofeld before the bobsled scene starts and, and draco's dragging tracy away and she's like no i have to go help him I'm, I'm not leaving without him and then draco's like yes you are and then he punches her unconscious and they just drag her on the it's like they
0: were writing the script and they got to that point and they were like she's supposed to be like strong and independent and like be you know like a, a partner with bond and then they're like uh we can't do this it's the 60s <laughs> how do we do how
1: do we deal with this oh no let's knock her out it'll be fine you know what I would have done in terms of streamlining the plot and trying to get these things to weave because like we said the Spectre plot and the Tracy plot just don't mix together well enough um the big thing I would have done is try and have Tracy somehow go with him on the mission like go with him to Mm. the Swiss Alps maybe she's able to fake a cover where she's one of the girls with an allergy yeah so she's trying to gather information while he's there I don't know something, and that way you could maybe have him not sleep with multiple women in one night with Blofeld. Oh,
0: (laughs) and Irma Bunt. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bond sleeps with Blofeld and Irma Bunt. (laughs) Um, so continuity.
1: I'm trying to think of other ways I would improve this movie. so continuity um, yeah continuity is bizarre because half of it is saying yeah it's supposed to be in line with the other movies and then the other half is like yeah just forget about them yeah um, yeah. They,
0: they literally just pretend like Bond never met Blofeld
1: yes and that's part of the, the, the lining up with, with having this be a more stricter adaptation of the book because Honor Majesty's Secret Service the book is the first meeting between Bond and Blofeld but in this movie universe we find ourselves in, he's already met Blofeld in the last yep. one. Um, yep. and it just doesn't make a lick of sense. Uh, Bond should immediately recognize Blofeld and Blofeld should immediately recognize Bond. Um, I mean, if you want to be stupid and try and argue it with, with me, you could go, Oh, well this is the Bond code name theory. And as you'll see in the next film, uh, Blofeld ch- changes faces and appearance. So, you know, it's, it's, fully possible that they could actually this could actually make sense and I'm just like no it's just that they didn't think it through because continuity didn't matter in the 60s so shut up yep but then they have the opening title sequence which is overall kind of bland and forgettable except for the score um, because they have a new Honor Majesty Secret Service theme and it's awesome Mm -hmm. Um, I wish they used it more not in this movie, because they use it, like, four or five times in the movie. I mean, sure, in, in, sure. in other things. Like, it's almost like it's almost like a, a black suit Spider-Man type thing, where it's, it's almost like you could have a movie where you use that theme instead of the normal Bond theme, and I'd be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it infuriates me to no end that Spectre does nothing to weave in the Honor Majesty Secret Service theme at all. Yeah. Total missed opportunity. Anyways, so the opening sequence, there's like a weird thing where it's... it's. I can't tell if it's like a sham, champagne glass or it's supposed to be like an hourglass, but they like compress images and film clips of the various yeah. Bond girls and villains. Some of them are still images. Some of it's footage. Some of them get squeezed as they go down. It's very bizarre. Um, but it is clearly trying to tell you, hey, this... This is supposed to be in the same continuity, yeah. And there's a separate sequence where Bond goes into his office at MI6, which we've never seen before. Which I think is kind of cool. Um, uh, show us a bit more Bond's life outside of missions. You know, help help fill out his character a little bit. Um,
0: I want his apartment to be a single bed.
1: Correct. And That's it. <laughs> um, but he's he's got like old gadgets and stuff from the previous movies. Like he has Honey Rider's knife and what else does he have? He has Red Grant's watch with, with the wire that you pull out. Uh-huh. And I think he has something from Thunderbolt. I can't quite remember. Um but anyways Is it the atomic warhead? <laughs> it's literally the it's the entire nuclear missile he yes. pulls out of his desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what I but yeah, it's it's just asking you to to go to go, "Oh hey, this isn't the same continuity." But then he meets Bluffeld for the first time.
0: Yeah. And of course there's the the fourth wall break about like
1: this, oh, this happened didn't happened to the other guy. guy. Which it I think it's a really funny gag because that's kind of true. Like no girl really ever ran away from Sean Connery Bond like that. Sure. Uh but like he looks directly into the camera after that, it's like yeah. I, the fourth wall breaking is too distracting. If this were a Roger Moore movie, I'd completely be fine with that, right? But it's not, and they're they they at least have the illusion of trying to take it a bit more seriously. Yeah, <laughs> so that it would just be one thing too if it was like like,
0: enti- if the opening was kind of entirely unrelated to yeah. the plot. If it was just like a one off thing, kind of yeah. like the uh, the bomb with the jetpack thing. Or just sort of like, oh, that got weird real quick. All right, well, I guess we're moving on.
1: Why is that um, man dressed up like a lady? Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> this one is a little more like, oh, this, this is the start of the plot. Wait, why was... What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I have very mixed emotions on this movie. Because I I... This movie's kind of had a renaissance over the past, like, decade or so. I think especially with, like, the Daniel Craig Bond films and people realizing, oh, hey, serious Bond might actually be a viable thing. Mm -hmm. Um, People are going, oh, hey, the Timothy Dalton movies, they're not that bad. Oh, hey, Honor, Majesty, Secret Service, they were trying things. So some of these movies have had a resurgence, um, and I've started to pay more attention to them as well. And for, you know, you heard my discussions a few episodes ago or whenever it was when I was trying to rank them all. Um, me going, this is probably in my top five. Uh, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably like right in the middle for me. Um, I'm really
0: cl- curious after all of a sudden and done what my my fifth highest bond score is going to be.
1: Score as in grade? grade. Okay. Grade. I was like, do you mean like theme? It's a good chance it's going to be in the C range. It's probably true. Or you'll watch the Roger Moore movies and you're like, I love how dumb these are. It's very possible. Um, But yeah, this movie's just trying so hard and this is the Bond movie I want to love the most. Right. I actively see what it's trying to do for the most part and I want it to achieve its goals. It just comes up short in nearly all areas. Yeah, yeah.
0: really struggling with what my grade's going to be for this one
1: yeah i'm i think i've settled on where where i'm, I'm all right I'm gonna Wait, be lay it on us let's I, all I, right I, we're, I, we're doing it no no, no more, more no more uh, thoughts any any other we've, topics we got to cover we've covered it okay i'm just gonna go over the flat c interesting um, after we had watched it, I was thinking either a B minus or a C plus. But just thinking about it more, yeah. there's a lot of elements that don't work or don't work well enough. So I'm going to go flat C. There's a lot Re- of stuff I like. Let me let's 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 not forget that. Um, read
0: me off. Read me off my past few Bond the the, the Sean Connery Bond grades that I get. Cause let me let me let me see if I'm staying consistent here. Cause okay. I'm
1: feeling Do- low. Doctor No B minus. From Rush with Love, C+. I'm never going to forgive you for that. Goldfinger, a B. Thunderball, C-. And you only live twice, F.
0: I have I have a grade in my heart, and it's going to make you very sad.
1: It's a D plus, isn't it? It's a, plus. Uh-huh. It's, it's a D plus. How did I know? How did I know?
0: I just and and like I feel I f- I have a I could not actually make like a coherent argument as to why I I would give Thunderball a step up from this, but like I do. <laughs> um, it's I, I think in general that one being that it's a more consistent movie. Um, I think it's a more enjoyable movie with a, a lot of the the action and such. Um, it's kind of Bond. I, I felt like that was Sean Connery Bond at the top of his game in terms of uh, in terms of just like one liners and kind of being Bondisms. Uh, yeah, um, silly Bond. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, I, I think there's just there's just it really is trying. That's where the plus comes from. Yeah. But uh, it, there's a lot there's a lot of rough.
1: Well. Yeah, I I kind of regret making my my worst thing the technical issues. Now that we've kind of flushed out the story, and, well, and the I, I really with do
0: think they color a lot of it because it's like one thing you could probably give this movie is is some of the cool action set pieces about being on the mountain and everything. But yeah. like the, a lot of them are kind of marred by how many technical issues there are with the way they're, with the way it's shot and everything.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like for every awesome shot, there's then a terrible close-up of the actor with rear-screen projection that just looks awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: For every cool wide shot, there's a distracting distracting uh, day-for-night shot where you can see, like, the sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. And once again, it's hard to be too strong about those technical issues, considering these movies were not made for home release- yeah. It was something where you were expected to see it once, maybe twice in the theater, and that was all you saw. Sure, sure. Um, But it does feel like we're
0: getting worse.
1: (laughs) We're getting better and we're getting worse at the same time. Like I said, it's because of how ambitious this movie is trying to be. Yeah. Where, cinematography-wise, I think there's some brilliant shots. Like, there's the shot where Bond's in his hotel room towards the beginning. Yeah. and it's, it's kind of far away from him. You see, like, the corner of a chair with his holster in it because he's placed uh-huh. it down there. Uh-huh. And he's, he's starting to undress a bit. And and you see the, the hand come out of, of the, the corner of the, the camera. And she raises the gun from behind. Like, it's, it's uh-huh. a very well-done uh-huh. shot. Um, there's a lot of the cin- cinematography that I really like. But then it's just marred by all the technical things. Yep. Um, I think if you fix the technical issues maybe tighten up the editing a bit you can make this a solid Bond movie I'm thinking like more more in the B minus potentially uh-huh. B uh-huh. range uh-huh. it ain't nowhere near that A range unless you fix the script <laughs> yeah um, and I, I do really think this, this one considering all the elements at play it had potential to be the best of this set of Bonds I agree in terms of this plot overall like I said streamline things get the romance to mix in more with the Spectre stuff um I'm, I'm not criticizing the continuity Stuff that much so like my grade doesn't Really take that into account because yeah. th- They don't really care About continuity that much anyway Af- This movie is kind of the breaking point After this it's just a confusing Nightmare in terms of continuity I'm glad I look um, forward to it because the Because this movie was not received well At the time or at least that well I think it did yeah. fine yeah. Um but this was kind of like a critical point where, where they didn't know what to do. So they're like, let's give Sean Connery all the money. He'll right. come back for one more, and then we'll figure out what to do next. Yeah. And so the next one, they try and replicate the Goldfinger formula as much as they possibly can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even bringing back the same director. and it, the, the, the results are bad, but very entertaining. Sure i'm excited that's that's one thing I'll, because yes. you only live twice boring mess honor majesty's secret service half boring um, sure diamonds are forever is not boring you you,
0: <laughs> you i i had to wrestle uh my eyes away from your clutches uh because you you were very much gung ho for me watching diamonds are forever immediately after we watched this yes, and it w- it would have been like one a m and I was like. That's not... It actually wouldn't have been 1 a.m., but it would have been late. <laughs> and and I figured if I watched it, I would either A, fall asleep, or B, not remember any of the plot when we went to record it in the next week. So, uh...
1: We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Because I wanted that contrast if you're like, oh, Tracy's been shot in the head and Bond's out for vengeance. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> And they don't mention Tracy once in the next movie. I believe it. Moneypenny even makes a joke about getting married to Bond. Yeah. In the next movie. They're all psychopaths. They're all psychopaths. (laughs) I love it. Oh, another point that I really like. The wedding sequence itself I really like. There's a lot of great small little character moments. Um, There's a moment where Bond's talking with Q and Bond's like don't worry Q, I've got the gadgets now and I know how to use them. I'm like, that's right. a nice yeah! And then Bond tosses the cap at Moneypenny before he gets in the car with Tracy I'm like, yep. Yep. It's, it's emotional a good, it's I a like good, it. Um, a good however, throwing continuity even more out of the window there's, there's a, a fun little bit where M is talking to Draco about the, the Boolean heist of 64, which is clearly supposed to be a reference to Goldfinger and uh M says, "Oh, I even heard you made it off with some of the the hall, which makes sense if you've read the book, and they were actually trying to rob yeah. the gold yeah. of Fort Knox, but in the movie, they weren't doing that; they were trying to to make it radioactive, so nobody would touch it like the whole idea of it being a robbery was a ruse, and all the gangsters that were associated with the mission were killed, so it doesn't make any sense." it's fine it's the 60s they're a different time continuity's out the window um i'm not gonna say it's as bad as the x-men series but it it, i would say it probably gets to that 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 level later i don't know yep i give it a c (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's honor majesty secret service And I'm Tyler.
0: (laughs) You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on email at sequels at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. You can find us on YouTube and iTunes if you just search Here Come the Sequels.
1: Hear me out. What if the opening of the next Bond movie is Daniel Craig and Leah Seydoux getting married? They're literally on the exact same cliffside in the Aston Martin Christoph Waltz drives by he's got a <laughs> neck brace it's not explained because he didn't hurt his neck in the last movie um, and you've got you got a C the, the the guy who plays C um, Moriarty from Sherlock he's the he, instead of Irma Bunt it's him firing the gun even though he died at the end of Spectre yes it's the exact same sequence Lea Seydoux gets shot in the head the guy you know the cop or whoever it is drives up Bond's holding her and he goes this never happened to most of the other fellas (laughs) or this only
0: happened to the other guy this only happened to one of the other fellas
1: I'm okay with this (laughs) I'd be happy with all of this at least Bond didn't get Japanese makeup and had to hunch over for half the movie you know There's a reason that uh, this got a higher grade
0: than You Only Live Twice for me. You Only Live Twice is trash. You're not wrong.
1: If you think that movie's good, it's fine. (laughs) But it's trash. (laughs) But you're wrong. (laughs) I wasn't going to go that far, Tyler. Come on. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really going to be curious how... Once we eventually get through all the Bond movies, I'm curious how my rankings are going to shake out. Because for the most part, these aren't all that surprising to me. Um, right. But at the same time, there have been a couple of shakeups. Yep. Like, I knew I, I wasn't a big fan of You Only Live Twice. I didn't realize I hated it. Let it flow through you. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never let it go. But never yeah, say never again once again it just kind of furthers I want Spectre done right <laughs> yep and they just can't do it apparently that's just the one thing they can never get right yep <laughs> but then again this franchise is so inconsistent in terms of quality even between two different movies I've
0: you know what my biggest takeaway is Alex from, um, this,
1: from this movie we need other we need Kevin Feige in charge of James Bond that's what uh
0: gonna... related when do Avengers Endgame tickets go on sale <laughs> <laughs>
1: see the second you post this that's gonna that's be what, that's, no, no, that's, no no they're no, immediately gonna come out
0: I, I got tired of waiting and I was like you know what I gotta the only way I can do it is if I say something that dates the podcast because they've already come out by the time this podcast gets uploaded whenever that may be that's fair you had to force their hand <laughs> I did. I really did. Feige's Feige's going to listen to this podcast, as he does listen to all of our podcast, uh, because I tag him in every one, and um,
1: <laughs> and he's going to be like, "Oh snap, you're right. We we still haven't released those tickets." He was also disappointed that we didn't like The Godfather Part Three more.
0: That's accurate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how many cues that Inception takes from this. But it doesn't take it doesn't really take any story cues. It's mostly just Fortress in the Ice, uh a white British man on ski shooting at people. Yeah, you
0: you have put into my head the idea of it. Is is it Richard Madden? Is that the guy's name?
1: Yes. Uh, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, and he's also on that Netflix show The Bodyguard, I think yes. that's what it's called.
0: Uh, you have put this idea into my head of him playing Bond with with Nolan directing and I'm like, man. Like and Charles
1: I, dances Blofeld because I want and Spectre And Charles dances right. Blofeld,
0: uh, which would be even better because Tywin and yes. Robin. Uh, it, it's like... Uh, <sighs> Like it's not going to happen, and I need It's not going to gonna not... happen because but, like,
1: life, life just wants me to have nothing I'm... but dark phoenixes to look forward to. Okay, exactly. Life doesn't well... want
0: me to have happy things. That's what I was going to say. Is like I'm not like, particularly. Game. I'm not like particularly like obsessed with Bond. Like I'm in, I'm enjoying these movies all right, and but and like Bond 25, that sounds pretty cool. But I'm not like freaking out. But like if they announced this, I'd be like, holy crap, that's like my most anticipated movie of X year. <laughs> like that 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 would be incredible. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that Nolan is just biding his time. I, I feel like, you know, he's been doing kind of smaller movies. I'm I'm really hoping. I think we've already discussed this on another episode, but it bears repeating. Yeah. I'm really hoping that he's just sitting around waiting for them to give him that call. Uh,
1: but yeah. Could I you imagine, to- given the Tumblr chase sequence in, in both Dark Knight and Batman Begins, and Dark Knight Rises when the cops are chasing him, yeah. could you imagine an Aston Martin chase sequence directed by Nolan? Why won't you give me these things? <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be this complicated. Like, it really shouldn't. <laughs> nope. Anywho. Did you already give him our contact information? I don't even remember. I did. Okay. Anyways. Next week, we'll be wrapping up our, our set of, of the... The Connery Lazenby era of Bond films with Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, then we'll be doing other things.
0: Oh,
1: I posted a teaser
0: on the the Twitter. Oh my god! If you wanna, if you wanna go, even though I'm pretty sure we've already said that we're gonna do this at one point on the podcast. Um, we're 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 hiding it now in case you forgot, and uh, I, I posted a, a teaser on the on the Twitter. If you wanna go, like and subscribe. Retweet, RT, as the kids say.
1: Okay. Sure. We also have to play catch up with with the movies that we have not covered yet.
0: We are we are going to be doing one more franchise after this, and then we'll be we'll be sitting sitting pretty with uh, four or five, I think, maybe even more. Yeah. Uh, to to catch up on
1: most of so. them, good.
0: As far as we're aware of, um, one I mean, of them is really Fantastic just, Beasts, The crime I, of, Crimes of Grindelwald. Say,
1: it's really just the Crimes of Grindelwald, which, as we know, was the best movie yeah, of last re- really, year. Really,
0: really, the only good one is the Crimes of Grindelwald. And then... I want to die. Stay rogue, everybody. <laughs> it's a That's not what we
1: say anymore what it's not it's not our closing lines anymore no i'm
0: aware i said it's a callback because we're, we're talking about movies going even though i didn't do it from it's fine <laughs>
1: Come on. it's fine it's fine. It's fine i'm out all right we're done we'll see you guys next time artist objective nothing is real uh you only live twice sucks
0: i agree